Welcome, everybody. It's time for a little rug roast. Live. Like, retweet, comment, uh, DM it to everyone you know, uh, text it to people. Show the shit out of my show. Find a 2160 show. Bring them in. Hey, welcome. Um, so, this is episode 11. Uh, thank you, everybody, for joining. Uh, we've got Kazu with us, and Super Lottle is planned to arrive. We haven't seen them yet. There she is. Um, so, we'll bring her up. Um, so, yeah, we, we've got Kazu, Super Lottle, and uh, me, Burn, and 2160. What's up, guys? Yo. Hi, everyone. Yo. Yo, yo. So we're going we're gonna to kick it off by um, having a little talk about aliens. Yeah, um, I think it's super important after, like, the news that has come out. I've always yeah. been a believer in aliens just because of, like, mathematics. Statistically, it just doesn't make sense that we can see all these galaxies and we're the only intelligent life out there. Um, I also rock an alien wreck guy, so I guess I have to believe in aliens. Um, like best trait. <clears throat> and coming from the military, I just heard one too many Navy veterans uh, who fly like the most powerful weapons in the world being like, I saw shit up there that I can't explain, which is just really weird. Um, but the government basically came out and said like, hey, aliens are real. We 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 know this. And then nobody cared. And I want to know why. Like that, in any other time in history, that would have been the biggest news of the decade. Um, and And instead it was just like, nothing uh nobody cared so either we all knew aliens were real because we all grew up on x-files like i did or um the news media has just uh corrupted our our attention span and our ability to to recognize what might be super impactful to our own lives what do you guys think oh they're yeah, yeah. they they definitely exist and the whole problem is like traveling to us right so there's all kinds of stuff out there but like the ability to travel to us from that far away, like the speed of light's the fastest you can go, right? But all these like quantum physicians talk about like wormholes and like bending time and like traveling through that. So if they are here, that's how they got here. But um, I do, I, I know that a lot of pilots see super weird shit. And actually, I'm gonna I'm gonna take you guys through an experience my father-in-law had in a little bit here. But um, let's open it up to the other guests. I mean, did you guys see Interstellar? These things are definitely real. There's just way too much evidence out there. Too many stories, you know? And if the government wants to hide it up, hide it up. We're still going to interact. Like, let them come. Yeah, well, you got to think, though. Like, if, if they're not interacting with us, broadly speaking, and they're only, like, interacting with our government, they're kind of shitty aliens, right? Like, they're not, like, they're not, they're not on the level, if you think about it. Like, if they're, if they're buddy-buddy with our government, they're like, yeah, we'll we'll keep our, 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 uh, existence on the DL, but you know, we want, I don't know what they want. You know, I don't like, maybe they like Big Macs. We, you know, maybe <laughs> that's why they come here. We have, I have no idea. I but, love this take. I love this take. Maybe they're just shitty aliens that aren't on the level. Aliens. <laughs> like, <laughs> like that's the first set of aliens humankind meets are just like, like the, the C team or the D team that like uh, the other aliens of the galaxy are just making fun of. This yeah, is a, this is a new take I hadn't considered. We, we only talked to government aliens. Like, what the fuck, dude? Yeah, like come, come to a, come to a, you know, come to the Web three games. How about that? Let's get an alien team. Let's see how good they are at golf and pickleball. There we um, go. So, but yeah, no, I'm. Uh, I think it's definitely we're in a weird time. Obviously, so I think like people are just um, numb <laughs> to like anything. Like this, just living there in their in their lane trying to just make the best of uh their situation and honestly like uh, from my experience most people are apathetic to like 99 percent of things that aren't themselves so or in, yeah. in their immediate circle right so I, I like that take a lot i was just gonna say uh i posted something on my twitter about um art news uh said basically yesterday's auction at sotheby's uh was like the last gasp for nfts and i was like how how could you be so wrong coming from an art community uh, when when a piece of art sold for the same amount it did in a bull market 
um at like 6.2 million i I was like this is just it's just clickbait or the guy lives in his own head and like just wants to create his own narrative and won't listen to what's going on around him so yeah yeah that's i actually laughed when i saw that i saw your tweet and i like i was sitting there laughing like perfect man like the next time it happens the next big sale they'll say the same thing but who cares right i i do think it's crazy though like rect how you said the government has confirmed things and people just don't seem to care or it didn't make enough noise in media and maybe it was strategic enough that other things at the time were overshadowing these these news that people were interested about but i mean i'm i'm a massive math nerd as well and even there's too many things that we can't explain that existed and and so it seems naive to think that we're we're smart enough to do things that we just forgot and, and we can't explain how they were made like I think it's like a 50 year psyop, right? Like the government has just been slowly leaking information in certain ways so that when they came around to say like, yeah, aliens are real. People were just like, yeah, we don't care anymore. You've been like leaking this information for so long that we're desensitized to it. Um, But I definitely believe in the whole, like there are things throughout human history that we cannot mathematically explain. Um, And where did that technology, you know, come from? So um aliens are real the government has said aliens are real i guess we move on to the next uh the next phase of life yeah let me take you through uh an alien experience that my mother-in-law had so or actually father-in-law so ufo right um earlier this week he was driving he saw these giant lights um but uh, i've I've actually got a whatsapp message that my mother-in-law sent us that i'm going to share um with her take on the whole thing real quick here so that's my mother-in-law. So we're going to Holland and we're in the corner and I told dad, show me where the UFO was at. I'm like, are you sure it wasn't that antenna? And he's like, was that there? <laughs> I'm like, it's always been there. He goes, ah, chinga. He goes, se me se que fue la antenna. So no, it was a freaking antenna that's all. That's uh, that was an experience we dealt with this week. Uh, <laughs> Papa, as my as my daughters call him, uh, thought he saw a UFO, but it was just an antenna. So I thought well, that was I worth think, the share. Yeah, I definitely think that happens a lot, right? Like people are are definitely out there trying to see something that's not there. Um, but like some of these like um, motion tracking videos off of like F-16s and and these like really advanced level like tracking systems that like bring stuff up that's flying in the air that is moving erratically like it doesn't make sense to physics like those things would be harder to explain by something like a man-made object right so um yes definitely uh two sides of a coin uh with alien experiences from humanity yeah for sure um and i've seen the videos like the ones that the government released and nothing can move like uh the way these objects move so uh pretty interesting stuff but on that note, let's get into the show. Um, we're kicking it off with Kazu first. Uh, we've got Joe and SB the Ghost with us. Um, if you guys want to start by just giving us a brief background on how you got into NFTs, what your experience has been so far, and then we'll uh, dig into the project after that. Yeah, um, so I'll go first. So during COVID, uh, I had a lot of, as an, you know, an event organizer, I had a, a lot of time on my hands. So I got into a lot of different uh, hobbies. One of those was investing. So I think what led me to Crypto and Web3 was honestly like that first, like, um, I guess, mainstream shitcoin cycle. Uh, and then, you know, from there, and that was kind of ending right around the time, like Board 8 minted and stuff. And by that point, I was really interested in the space, kind of learn, you know, I'm not the super technical, I'm more on the creative side, but kind of can see the different applications for blockchain and stuff. And, you know, obviously, I think like we're still in a pretty primitive um like period for it. And I think as we get on, like, I think the most like value use cases are definitely the most boring, which is probably why we t- we're, we're where we're at. Um, but yeah, so basically from like early 2021 on kind of been deep in the space and just, you know, trying to build out a little niche with my skill set. So. Nice. Good stuff, man. Well, yeah, you were early, so hopefully that worked out well for you. Um, I, consider, <laughs> I consider that early, but yeah. Um, we've also had a great bear market here, so, uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> for sure. Uh, SB, how about you? 
So same type of thing, like Joe said, it was kind of right around COVID and uh, NFTs for me were very appealing. I kept hearing about them. Uh, you know, was really big into trading cards and collectibles growing up. So for me and tech, so it kind of just made sense. It was like, this is the next variation of collectibles. Um, but I wasn't ready to jump ship. But one of my best friends kept hounding me and hounding me like, dude, you got to check these things out. Like, you got to look at this project. You got to look at this project. And I kept telling him, no, like, I'm going to do it on my own time, you know, my own pace. So I, I started getting, uh, I guess, scouted by different NFT projects that were like relevant to my interest. And one of them was a golf project. And I was like, oh, snap, like this, is, this might be it. Like this might be my entryway into it because this is something I'm super passionate about. And it's an NFT. And uh, at that time, it was a crypto country club. And it was a small golf project that had some utility behind it. They had um, Joe Damon, you know, the pro on their team is like a pro golfer. And uh, I'm like, this is cool. I like the utility. I like what you guys are talking about. And uh, that was kind of my entry. And Joe and I actually met through a, another golf NFT project. And uh, I have the background in travel, events, hospitality. My father and I run a travel company where we work mainly with uh, collegiate sports and we put events on for college sports. So when Joe and I connected, it was more like, how do we bring this hospitality and travel stuff into the NFT Web3 world? And here we are. I think that's a, such a perfect example of how people think mass adoption in the space is going to be one singular event, and it's just not. You had friends telling you, hey, you need to get in here, but you didn't have anything that related to your life or to your interest. And so um, that's why I always applaud, and I think shows like this are important, is to bring different mechanisms, different ideas, and different concepts to show people that this Web3 technology can be introduced to a whole host of new audiences as people get more and more creative and bringing it into the interest that people have in everyday life, right? So um, I'm always a big proponent of saying this technology will reach mass adoption when people are, are need it or use it in everyday life and don't even realize that they're using it. Um, and something like you're talking about, like a country club membership is a perfect example. Yeah, 100%. And I mean, I think membership utility is realistically the the path of least resistance for mass adoption in a lot of ways. And I think you see that with Starbucks, Dot Swish, obviously, um, tons of projects that are leaning into that. And they tend to be the ones that stick around more than just something where it's like, hey, we're doing this cool PFP and we'll figure it out. <laughs> like, you know, and it's it's hard. It, I mean, it's hard to figure things out when you're, you know, and granted, like our space is still pretty small. Obviously, the bear has kind of pushed a lot of folks out. Um, but there's still, you know, a lot of noise regardless of that. And I think that's the case with any industry where if there's if there's something there and there's there's actual use cases, there's gonna be a lot more noise than substance. But you know, finding the substance definitely will pay off for you in the long run or leaning into that, right? Yeah, so. this bear, I think, um, you know, for people who have been around for a long time, I entered NFTs on Web3 in 2020. And at the height of the bull, a lot of people in the background were calling for a bear market because it was just getting out of control. Um, and while, you know, some days are very difficult to handle, I think this is really what this space needs. And what you find is the people that are passionate um, and innovative and inquisitive have stuck around. Like I just got back from um, NFC uh lisbon and it was a great event and the passion and the excitement of the people in the room are the people that we need around to kind of build this back up in a more sturdy fashion so it's definitely exciting to see um you know the things that are being worked on right now in the space oh absolutely yeah i mean and that's kind of why we you know we're not doing um like with our project we're really focused on experiential and kind of in-person experiences tied to web3 but also some other industries as well um and it's just because like you know our where, where our skill sets are where i don't think we're going to add any value if we try to develop something technical or code driven or anything like that and there's plenty of people building really uh unique projects there anyway so it's like how can we support the broader industry how can we help bring people together to maybe get some unique collaborations that maybe they would have missed if they didn't attend one of our events. Um, so yeah, I think that's kind of why we're leaning into what we're doing with Kazu. And it's just the best way we can help because we do believe in like the technology overall and, and what 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 it will lead to eventually, you know, once we get past this uh, rocky patch. Yeah, so on that note, take us through Kazu 
Tell us about it. All right. Yeah. So Kazu is essentially a recreational networking company. Uh, we're focused on connecting, like just from my experiences, like doing some satellite events at bigger conferences and 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 um, you know, even running golf events at some of bigger conferences. Like, I don't know, the, the state of networking where you spend like thousands of dollars to just, it's just like a weird vibe. Like I guess is the easiest and most polite way, <laughs> I guess, to describe it. So it's like, how can we put together, put people together in a way where it's easier for their guard to come down and you can kind of like um, wipe out some of that professional fluff that you get at some of these other conferences. So it's using recreation and leisure. And, you know, with our launch event uh, in Bermuda in October, uh, the Web3 games, I think it's a, it's essentially taking like an adult, like the field day format and kind of altering it for an adult audience and putting people together from, from within the industry to uh, compete in kind of a bunch of fun, casually competitive events. So golf, uh, pickleball, scavenger hunt, some other things that will be revealed closer to the event. So, you know. Yeah, nice. like, I like that. Um, um, I like the idea of getting people's guards down, right? If you're gonna, if you're playing golf or you're doing an activity, you're gonna be more. It loosens you up a little bit, so that's good. Well, and dude, golf is one of those games where the personal struggle is apparent, even if you think you're hiding it, because maybe you're just like internally bubbling with rage over how bad you're playing. Um, and I, from my experience, man, I feel like it's like a good way to vet people. And I've heard that from a lot of different people in business where like, they feel like golf is like their secret weapon for vetting a possible business relationship. Um, but anything, anything competitive where people like feel like they have something at stake, you kind of get to see their true colors, whether they intend to show them or not. Um, I think that's really helpful for if you're going to get into a relationship with anyone business or personal, you know? Yeah, with golf, like if if I'm playing and I hit a bad shot and someone just starts laughing, they're in. Like they're good with me. Like I, I want someone who's going to laugh at my bad shots. I got a lot of that last weekend. I played like 36 holes and uh, my friends were just giving me shit the whole time. But that's um, <laughs> I, I I definitely I definitely get that. You you see how people really are in the golf cart or golf course. I've played with people who just went and sat in the cart the whole time because they were so mad they didn't want to play anymore. You want to do business with someone like that, nah. them, right? Nah, you don't want people that quit that easy, right? I mean, like you're gonna face adversity in business, right? I mean, like even and that's kind of part of the reason we picked Bermuda. We know logistically doing an event in Bermuda is a bit of a challenge, but we also, you know, touching on kind of the broader industry focus. We know Bermuda is really sincere about being like a tech and Web three kind of hub, um, and they're also trying to like really lean in the sports tourism. So we feel like we're in a nice sweet spot where we can where there's a lot of symbiotic opportunities between what we're trying to build and what they're trying to do um, to get more people to the island and realize it's not like just a triangle in the middle of the ocean where planes crash, you know? Um, so yeah, I think I this mean, is a nice evolution. As somebody who's been attending, you know, these NFT Web3 uh, crypto conferences for like two years now, um, it's kind of like Groundhog's Day. Every time you go, there is, you know, conferences that may not be well thought out or don't have a lot of good content. So people aren't really there to go to those and they go to these side events, but these side events, it's a little hard to network if it's loud music in a club or a party. Um, and, and it kind of gets tiring after a while, just showing up for weeks of that. Right. And so the next evolution of that is going to get people together in this industry that want to have serious conversations and build meaningful relationships and that happens on the side but there's no real like good forum to do that and i think by playing something like golf um you know that's a perfect way to actually give people the opportunity to not only get to know each other but have some real conversations about you know the state of the industry what they're working on what they envision for the future so i think that's really cool and going someplace like bermuda i've been to bermuda it's beautiful by the way so i don't know that i'll be able to attend this event i'll have to check my calendar but um, it sounds really cool. How do people get involved with your project? Okay, so yeah, we um, we're going to be doing like an initial team rollout. So what we're doing with uh, for that is we've we found some captains from certain communities within the space, or people who have been part of the space for like just people I met really early on that you know stand up human beings, well respected by the communities they're in, um, but also just by the broader industry. So. The, the, the different teams, like some of them will be singular communities, some of them will be coalition teams, just because 
we saw from pre-registration, there was like a lot of scattered submissions. So it kind of like, and this goes back to what I was saying before, you have to be flexible because we're like, oh damn, like we have some clarity on what communities have we have interest from. And then we have like the smattering of uh, different ones. So it's like maybe more coalition teams led by captains um, of people who are like respected in the industry would be the better approach so yeah when we roll out um the initial like you know three or four teams that we have like have right now next week people will be able to sign up through the captains and that's just because we want to give uh, captains the ability to build their team how they want um we do want this to be a very collaborative endeavor with like everyone we're involved with so it's it's more about letting them like do they want to be strategic and try to find absolute sticks and fucking pickleball pros like I, you know what i mean or do they want to just be like who's the most fun or first come first serve right like there's a and, and to your point that you were kind of talking about before um about like kind of rinse and repeat with events like we wanted to curate this format in a way where you put people in an environment where they really have to collaborate come up with strategy to kind of figure out the best way to, to maximize their point uh, accumulation for the for the team totals. But then we've also built in these kind of downtime uh, blocks where they can kind of one, just hang out on the resort, go to the beach, check out the local area or inter or, you know, or mingle with each other and kind of get to know each other on a personal uh, basis. So trying to find that balance of competition, but that forces teamwork and collaboration, but then also that more casual laid back hang um you know kind of situation nice i like it so how does it work like uh, do you mint do, do people mint the pass they hold that pass that gets them into the events um are you minting for each event um like what what is i guess the mechanics of this look like right so now we're uh, rooted in web 2 mainly because of the skepticism around the space and Coming back to our mission, it's really like we just want to bring people together in a meaningful way. So to avoid any type of headaches or, or any skepticism at all, it's like, let's just keep this as Web 2 as we can right now in terms of signups, buying tickets, registration portal. And eventually down the line, we definitely want to dive more into Web 3 and potentially have passes that are mintable for different experiences or events that we have rolling out in the future. Nice. Yeah, I like that. I mean, keep it straightforward and, and that keeps it open to everybody. Um, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Typically we, we would rate like a project, but as you're not really, you're more, you're a business, you're not a project per se, right? Um, you probably have a community, but um, typically there's like some sort of token tied in with any kind of project. Um, so I guess 2160, any questions? Yeah, no, I, I I honestly actually don't see anything wrong with it. I think I've made my own uh, journey being in this space. Um, I'm a person that loves technology and got into this space because it was kind of a, a an obvious hobby for me coming from a tech background and kind of somebody who's always loved art my entire life. NFTs, Web3 kind of just made sense. And I used to kind of be a maxi and be like, if you're not building in Web3, then like I don't want to hear the conversation. But I'm not like that anymore because I think that the fact that you guys are even open to exploring the technology and bringing it into your Web2 space um, in a really organic way, I think will make it so that the people that are part of your community um, will embrace it, right? And and instead of it being kind of like thrown in people's faces in a way that is not palatable to them. So um, yeah, I, I really like your guys' concept. I think you know getting people together in a shared community um, is always a great venture and it's kind of what uh, why web 3 kind of took off and and cemented with a lot of people to begin with so I really like your guys's vibe um, I definitely want to check out more can you tell our audience like where we get more information you guys have a website Twitter what's the best way to get a hold of you or people in your community yeah so unless uh, my phone shut off <laughs> uh, there's the kazu in the Twitter space itself like our Twitter account and then we got um, kazuxp.com. And, you know, again, we're, we're really focused on just, you know, my background in events pretty much started with like live music, um, which, you know, oddly, like I've had all these like event formats I've wanted to do for like years, this being one of them that's not like music centric, which is cool. Um, so it's kind of just like, uh, oh, I just lost my train of thought. But, you yeah, know, kazuxp.com. 
Um, which, uh, what I want, what I know, I remember what I was going to say. So we really want to focus on quality of experience, right? Which is why, um, you know, we're trying to make the sign up process as simple as possible. Everything as simple as possible. So our website really is going to, and, and this will be a theme with different events as we go forward, very straight to the point, no fluff. So right now our, our website is pretty much event details. There's still the pre-registration portal set up for people who want to like, just say, Hey, I want to be on the mailing list so I can stay up to date with what's going on. Um, obviously we'll have some community team rollouts next week and that will kind of showcase like the initial few communities that are in it. And then we'll figure out, like, I really would love to do a couple chain teams. So different people from who, you know, might be polygon maxis, ETH maxis, whatever, come together and try to compete. Um, you know, the grand prize for the event is 10 K to the winning team. <clears throat> so given like the package costs, which are, uh, it's 1420 for the golfer package and 1290 for the challenger package. And that's pretty much all inclusive. Like it's not like all you can eat food all the time, but it's, you know, lodging, ground transportation, uh, you know, scheduled food programming, breakfast buffet, merch bag, like all that stuff. Um, and so the way we're kind of looking at it, like if you compare what you're getting at our event, plus all the programming to like just a regular vacation in Bermuda of, of like a similar, uh, like, you know, length, it's, it's, a pretty good value. Um, I, like I've been saying, it's, you know, a bull market event at a bear market price. Right. So um, that's kind of, that's kind of where we're at with it. Um, yeah, it's pretty much it. So kazuxp.com or just follow us on the Twitter. And, you know, if you want, I mean, if you're someone who um, is a prominent member in a community or something, or someone who thinks they could field a killer team, by all means, reach out, you know, by DM or th through our website um and yeah yeah we're, we're really excited to see how the broader industry reacts to this because we think uh we think we need more fun right like everyone's been real down the vibes have been kind of uh been a little depressing <laughs> so we can That's get it. back to having fun getting people together that is true i definitely yeah, think i'm, I'm this done is, <laughs> this is amazing from a community perspective because you're right the vibes have been down we do need events that get people hyped um the the in real life events um they create energy they re-energize people who are in this space that are you know sometimes chained to their desk like burn dogler he won't be able to go to this event even though he's a golfer uh because they got him chained to that desk but uh this is this sounds not like fire island it sounds like it's actually going to be a success and people will have a great time so um yeah totally have my endorsement it sounds great i i definitely like to look into it more um and thanks guys for for coming on the show and kind of explaining a little bit about what you're working on yeah, I, I like it as well. Um, I, I do like how it's how you don't have a token tied to it. You don't have um, why price not go up and the speculation and all that bullshit that comes with forcing an NFT project, right? Um, I think the value's there, right? Especially with a hotel and ground transportation included. Like, it, if I were to go to an event and you guys, uh, you know, were present at it, um, I for sure would sign up because. Um, it, it covers a lot of that for you. Um, and it, it would be fun. It'd be a fun event to attend. Um, so, I mean, I like it. Uh, it yeah, I, I would definitely awesome. use it. <laughs> we appreciate you guys. Cool. Well, hey, you there is internet on Bermuda. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, but I got... Yeah, I got I see, there, there's internet on Bermuda if you want to do a, a beach show. <laughs> Live from the if beach, I, rug roast. If I weren't married with two kids... If it was just like me and my wife, for sure, I'd like, I'd probably go to everything, but um, it's just too hard, um, even with babysitters and Not stuff. Really. But, <laughs> I mean, someday I'll probably be at one of your events, you know, um, but I like it, man. I think if you guys can just keep crushing the marketing, be active in a lot of communities, um, you could really blow these games up. Appreciate it, guys. Hopefully we can see you out there. That's and get the you goal, out man. Yeah, you guys can laugh at my shitty golf swing. So. Yeah, yeah, eventually. <laughs> <laughs> you might be pool house junkie in us. You might be an ace. Oh, dude, I'm, I'm bad, too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm bad, but it's fun. I mean, you get you get a few good hits around. Uh, that's enough for me. So I'm just out there drinking and having fun, you know. That's what it's about. Yeah, that's for if sure. you're not going pro, that's all you can do for golf. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Sorry, I had a phone. Um. Cool. Yeah, but thanks for coming on, guys. Uh, 2160, any closing comments? No, I'm good. Best of luck in October, guys. Thanks so much, guys. Awesome. Thank you, guys.
Thanks, guys. Good luck. Rebecca, how are you? I'm doing good. How are you guys? Doing well. Doing well. Uh, thanks for coming on. Um, so, yeah, I guess we'll start out. Uh, you want to tell us about your experience in NFTs, how you got into them, and, and what you've been doing since. Yeah, for sure. Also, sorry, they just turned on a vacuum cleaner. I don't know if you guys can hear it. But oh, you're good. You're good. <laughs> second eye on mute. But, yeah, my my journey has been, I guess, kind of similar to the Kazu guys and a lot like all of us. I'm sure we just reached a point where we heard enough about it and it was making too much noise that we had to listen. And so my kind of pinnacle moment was probably was literally seeing the one pudgy penguin with the um, pineapple suit. And as soon as that sold for 2 million, I was like, okay, I'm, I hear you. <laughs> I have to understand this. This is just ridiculous. And, and now I'm sold. So that was probably like early 2021. So just after COVID. And then since then, I've been just really, really going hard on more, I guess, traditional Web2 companies and trying to understand what can they do in the space and how can it be relevant for them. So I did some just like consulting things. And that's kind of what brought me to Inkbox, which is a very native Web2 company. We've been around since 2015 and they're owned by BIC. So been really excited to figure out ways that, I mean, what is BIC going to do in the metaverse? How are they going to be the pen of this new world? And I'm just trying to do a lot of onboarding and education has been most of my background journey before coming to this specific NFT collection, which I'm working on. Wow, that's really interesting. I had no idea that Bic was involved in Web3. Um, it's it's crazy because, well, to be fair, everybody is involved in the sense that they're probably, they have some kind of patent, it's very vague, or they have some kind of trademark that they say that they're doing something, but in reality, there's like, you can't Google Bic Metaverse and find anything, but we, we are working on things. And the first one should actually launch in July. Um, so that should be really exciting. They're, they're kind of entering with the game with some other synonymous brands. Um, I guess some alpha, I don't think I was supposed to say, but yeah, they're, they're doing a lot or doing, doing their best. Right. I think that's, that's a lot of corporations. So, um, you know, in the bull, we saw, a lot of corporations get criticized for coming into Web3 and not understanding community or the space and, and launching things that were, you know, deemed or criticized as being failed attempts at, at coming into Web3. And I think the problem is, is corporations don't move as fast as Web3 does. They needed a couple years to kind of consolidate an idea and, and get consultants on many levels and then and bring something forward that's actually going to matter. So I think in this next round, you're going to see corporations actually bring things into web3 and the metaverse that actually bring value that that customers um or consumers or communities will actually leverage and and want to use so um it's good to hear that those conversations are happening behind the scenes a lot of us know or are being asked by corporations for for advice um and i suspect that you know on our way to mass adoption a lot of that will happen in non-decentralized ways corporations that build kind of their own closed loop systems um, but take advantage of the technology. And I am a person that thinks you need both to kind of get where everybody wants to go. Um, so yeah, totally, totally interesting. But uh, give us some background on the project that you are, uh, you're currently working on. Yeah, so our NFT collection is called Super Lottle. So it's the genesis for Inkbox and Bic basically into Web3. Um, we're a free mint, so that's pretty exciting. Things have been pretty chaotic and we mint next Wednesday. So been very busy, basically. Um, but essentially, if you're not familiar with Inkbox, we make semi-permanent tattoos. They last one to two weeks on your skin. I have like always a bunch, like all the Vinnie Hager ones I've just like put everywhere. And they kind of look like this. We've been working with dead fellas and they, they come in that way as well. Yeah, this is us. That is really, really cool. I actually have real tattoos, but this would be awesome for uh, for my son who always wants tattoos for me to throw them on him. Yeah, definitely. I mean, we have a lot of different consumer bases, a lot of obviously try before you buy a lot of younger people who are not allowed to get free tattoo or real tattoos. Um, this is literally my arm. I took this today. So, nice. so that's cool. yeah, um, but our, our NFTs are really excited that all 42, 42 of them, they have unique one of one tattoos. We've been working with a lot of really awesome designers like Vinnie Hager, Deadfellas, um, a lot of other Web3 communities, as well as a lot of native tattoo artists. 
to design, obviously that's a massive amount of, of 4,000 tattoos. So all of them are linked to unique different utilities. Um, really the, the biggest thing that we're excited about is Inkbox has grown because of our artist database, I guess you could say. Right now we have 750 artists on Inkbox and we pay them just under 2 million USD per year in commissions. And so what we really wanna do with Web3 is do what we do best and open it up to our Web3 new community. So if you have a super lotl, you can submit your own art if you're an artist, or you can submit NFTs that you own the IP rights to, to be sold as tattoos on Inkbox, and you would earn commission from the sales of that. So just figure wow. out ways. I mean, what, what do we do already and, and how can it be relevant to Web3 people has been our, our approach, basically. That's cool. I, I want to get like a like a sleeve, but I want I don't want to like just pick out a normal design that like three thousand other people have. So um, I like the idea of uh, going, especially if it's made by like a cool NFT artist that I respect and like their work. Um, mm -hmm. I'd be much more willing to uh, to you know get a tattoo from that platform. So that's really cool. Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, we're. We're definitely excited to be to be minting finally next week and kind of what we were talking about with web two brands we've we've been building for a year now and we've had the opportunity to see a lot of brands make mistakes and you know they they don't rug people but they do a little bit disappear sometimes and it seems like they just do something and then maybe the community wasn't super responsive and they a little bit just let it be on its own and we, we've learned a lot from that and really trying to be pro proactive and making sure that we're building a genuine community and bringing them value. Yeah. I really like the look of these. Um, I guess uh, the hard question right now, given the uh, overall market in, in PFPs is like, how does this PFP fit into the rest of the ecosystem that you, that you are building out for, for BIC? Yeah. So we're, we're basically, these super lottles are the entry point to all things that, Inkbox and BIC are going to be doing through Web3. So it's really coming down to access. They are also fully rigged um, 3D WebGLB files we're giving to everyone. So beyond just creating in 2D art, we want to give opportunities that like show us what you can do with 3D objects as well. Like maybe we have new campaigns for BIC or through Inkbox that it's advertising using these axolotls um, that, that people have created and you're entitled to commission on that as well. So we wanted to give things that people could do stuff with was our main goal. And we've been drawing a lot of inspiration from projects like a kid called beast that we've seen obviously kill it in this last, last year. Um, and really just been learning a lot from them. Yeah, that's amazing. So when people hear, Oh, we've been working for a year and they think that you're only coming out with a PFP project. Um, I think the one thing that you said, which always gets me excited is these are fully rigged with GLB files. I don't think people understand the amount of effort that that takes. I work and advise on projects that use GLB files as their native format for NFTs, and it takes a lot of effort. Um, and what you can do with them is the future of where this technology is heading. So being able to release a project now that is kind of future-proofed for being able to use these PFPs um, in metaverses, in gaming, and stuff like that, um, I think is really impressive. And it shows that your team has the future in mind that it's not just what you were referencing earlier, which is a slow rug, which we see from a lot of companies where they do put out content in this space. They do put out projects, but then there's not a next step. And because there's not a next step, people's attention just go to something else. Um, and then the community kind of just bleeds away. So that's super exciting. I'm, I'm excited to not only participate, it's a free mint, but do I need to sign up somewhere? Do I need to get on an allow list? How do how do we participate? Or we just jump in on Wednesday and hit mint as many times as we can? <laughs> I guess that's a strategy um, you, you can do. Um, but no, um, our, our website is superlottles.com. So everything is minting directly on there. We are also partnered with MoonPay. So obviously there's fees involved. And even with the free mints, we want to make sure it's accessible. So whether you're going to pay for those fees in ETH or in USD with a credit card, you can do that directly on our Mint site. Um, to get onto our guaranteed whitelist, which is the Lottle Legends, we have the Lottle Oath that you, I hope that you've seen go around on Twitter lately that, that people are tweeting about. So you basically have to kind of raise your hand and say that you're committed to minting a Lottle next Wednesday. 
um, and, and you get that role in our Discord and we have a lot of other Discord giveaways obviously going on too. Um, yeah, it's, it's a good point about the future as well. I'm always hesitant to talk about our longer term plans because, you know, do things here and now first before you start promising tattoo skins and gaming and where our traits are also dynamic. So you can add multiple tattoos onto your character and we want to do limited edition drops with different Web3 communities. This year, we're really focused on how do we pay people in new ways and cool ways through their designs, through their NFTs? How do we monetize IP for people if they don't have opportunities? Um, that's our core for, for focus. And then also just getting access to tattoos. Like some of these guys are booked five years in advance. You can never get ink by them. And so we have those relationships. And with the Super Lotto, you can get these priority bookings as well. Um, that's so we're, yeah, focus on IRL and then we go into the gaming and all the cool things that I'm, I'm most excited about for sure. Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely understand the hesitancy of wanting to promise too much, right? But I think there's some cool um, features here that that you're talking about, right? So not only access to incredible artists, which um, as a NFT collector and a tattoo collector, I've waited, you know, two to five years to get tattooed by by an artist that I've really look looking forward to. Um, so that's incredible utility in its own right. But something you said is definitely cool. Like, could you imagine partnering with pudgy Pen penguins and like then upgrading your your lottle to have like your pudgy penguin on the arm tattoo that would be so awesome because what people want in the in the in the metaverse is like the ability to represent themselves and like having this character that they could be but then also showing off their their newest pfp would be amazing and i mean Burn knows this. We come from the Rec Guy community. There was this bet that once Rec Guy reached one ETH floor, that people were going to get Rec Guy tattoos. I have a Rec Guy tattoo because of that. Burn chickened out. We won't. No, it. listen. Um, once it hits a hundred ETH, I have to get tattoos of Mando, Alien Queen, and Obi. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. On me, not right. on my face, but on me. It's <laughs> my full face. All so right. Well, we'll see what happens first. Interchangeable tattoos. Um, from Rebecca's project or your 100 ETH Rec Guy OSF tattoo on, on your face? Happening in uh, two and a half years. We'll be two and a half years. You heard, it here. you heard it here first. Um, but I think it's incredible the amount of things that you could do with this project. I think there's a ton of DGENs who have tattoos, so I think it's something that um, people can relate to. I also really dig the art. Um, so I'm definitely going to figure out how to take this oath so I can get on this uh, allow list. Uh, yeah. Because I definitely want to be able to mint one for sure. Yeah, yeah and sorry. I. Yeah. Sorry. Oh, sorry. I, I normally don't do this right on stream, but um, if you want to send me details via email, send me full copy of what you want. I'll blast this out in Rug Radio and DGEN's Discord um, because it's free. There's no risk. There's a big brand involved. It's cool. I, I mean, it's. I think the art's amazing. Um, and the whatever files you guys were talking about, I, I'm not very techie, but hey, you got those files. So you got those files. It's good. Um, again, tattoos. But I think both communities like those. So, so if you want, I'll do a free blast for you. With those files, Burn, you could take it into something like uh, on Cyber and you could just throw the 3D in like a gallery of of, of whatever you minted. Which would and be just really have it chilling in your gallery? Yeah, it's like that. those GLB files are native to most metaverses. So being having that utility like right off the bat from from mint is is amazing that's yeah. cool so on, on OpenSea, you can see like the 360 degree view basically and then you download that and can use that in in a, a bunch of different ways it, it's funny that you mentioned pudgy penguins because we might be talking to them and so we definitely have things on on its way and it, it's kind of native right and in every web3 community there's like hoodies and hats and why not custom made, made tattoos that their communities can rep for them as well. We were at the um, NFT NYC event with Deadfellas last year and they had Scab Shop actually like needling, like real tattooing people. And then we were beside them. Just so if you're if you're not that hardcore of a Deadfellas fan, you can you can get it temporary or or get the permanent one as well. So events you might be interested in this. Yeah, I love this idea. I think um, I think it has legs. I think you got a lot of uh, communities that would love to uh, to partner with you and and get um, these these temporary tattoos and then tattoos on PFPs as well. Um, I think uh, I think it's really cool. Same. Thanks. I'm gonna rate it. Should I rate it? Yeah, go ahead. I'm gonna rate you. I'm gonna give you an eight point three. I mean, it's. Um, it's cool. Obviously, you got a big name tied to it. Uh, tattoos, 
super cool. You got the files, um, and there's no risk. Um, so in all we've seen so far is projects where there is a cost admit, which I get it. They got to make money. Um, but the fact that you're just making this accessible to everybody, we haven't seen that in a long time. Um, I love the art. I, I think it's super cool. I like the idea of uh, leveraging the communities um, to get them involved with the tattoos. Um, that's super cool. I, I'm going to um, bring this up to OSF. I'm going to shill it to them and be like, dude, we got to get involved here. So Yeah, yeah, that that's actually a really good point. Um, I'm going to give it a high score too because uh, I'm going to give it an 8.6, and I think I'm going to do that for a few reasons. One, um, you're bringing a brand into the space, I think, in a really unique uh, and right way where Burn says it is free for people to get involved, which is always amazing. Um, and it's kind of a let us show you what we can do mentality. It's not a, hey, pay us up front and then we'll try to deliver something later. Um, it's a cool concept that that can remain in your project, but it opens you to so many partnerships with so many different projects. And it's got kind of this in real life mix to it, right? Like you said, you were at NFT NYC right next to people that were giving real tattoos. But with Deadfellas, I mean, Deadfellas, that's a perfect partnership. Pudgy's great partnership. I think Rec Guy would be an amazing partnership. Like, so for all of those different reasons and the interchangeableness of being able to like throw new tattoos and get access to artists and then you thinking and future proofing the project with the 3D files. Yeah, I think um, I think you guys are definitely definitely on your way. And I'm excited to 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 dig in to the material a little bit more and then definitely, definitely minting next week. Same. Yeah. I'll blast it out for you too. I, I gotta ask then, since we didn't get tens, what what is the where is the delta? What do you think that we could do to a ten is like a 10 is like the best thing ever. Like you'd probably have to be established for a while and come on and like show like six months of huge success. You know, you're, you're crushing it. I, I'm never going to give a 10 to a project that hasn't mended yet. Yeah. For me, a 10, like, you know, I'm even critical of stuff that like Yuga does. Like, I just feel like there's always room for improvement and you can't hit on every single piece because for me, there are things that like make me a maxi and like, hey, is is it all on chain? Is your project minting completely on chain? Probably not. You're probably storing files on IPFS. Doesn't mean it lasts forever, right? So there there are always avenues of which I can kind of pick at um, and say like this would be ultimate Web three. Um, but I think I think that's a really high score, and I think that you guys have a lot of opportunity uh, for success. So. Yeah, I uh, very high score. It's a it's a very high score, and um, I'm actually really excited. It's been a while since uh, I've been excited about a mint, and I don't really mint anything. <laughs> really yeah, I've been itching to mint something. So <laughs> hell yeah, yeah. You allow you're allowing us to be DGens again. We actually get to feels good to mint and participate. So um, obviously, you got Twitter. Join your Discord. Go to your website to find out more information. Wednesday. Do you know what time Wednesday? Is there a mint time? Yeah, I can send over like a Mint 101 doc as well. So 12 p.m. is when the guaranteed whitelist will begin and then until we sell out. So hopefully a minute later, but obviously I'm being realistic. So 12 p.m. next Wednesday, free Mint. And it's two per wallet. We want it to be re reasonable and not have Thank one you. guy sweep them all. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's good. That's It'll great. mint out for sure. Um, and I'll help make sure that happens. So if you want to email me the details, I'll we'll do the blast. But um yeah, yeah super cool project. I can't wait to mint something. It's been just for clarity, because we do have audience members from all over the world, 12 p.m. Eastern, Pacific Standard Time. All right. Uh, European time. Twelve p 12 p.m. China time. <laughs> Be a little rough. Don't do that to me because that means I got to wake up in the middle of the night. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what that is. I think there's one time zone which is like universal standard or something. So maybe it's two or six p.m. to universal standard time. We have um uh, like a subunit of Inkbox Japan, so we were a little bit mindful about where people are. Yeah, that's great. You gotta, you definitely have to mint where your where your community is biggest for sure. Yeah, yeah, of course. 
Yeah, I, I agree. I've been looking for things to mint for a while and I'm sure like everyone, there's not loads of options that, that are coming out. And I mean, luckily we, we have a lot of privilege coming from BIC. They're, they're not looking to make money off of like a $50 mint on a 4,000 unit. So we definitely milk our, our privilege where we can and, and leverage that obviously. Yeah. I think, um, I think there are still a lot of projects coming out, uh, thankfully, because we, we get people on the show to be able to talk to, but I think quality projects is what we're really looking for. And that's why somebody like me and burn would get excited and want to pass this information off to communities that we're kind of involved in, because there does, there does seem to be quality behind this project. Um, and that's what people ultimately should be getting involved in, um, especially in the middle of a bear market. So I definitely appreciate you coming on and, and sharing this with us um, and with the community that we have here at, at Rug Roast and on Rug Radio. Um, is there any last words or anything else you want to impart before we before we jump off? Um, I mean, I think that we went through most things. Yeah, obviously we mint on Wednesday. Everyone get on the Lottle Oath. Make sure you're showing up on time. Um, we have a lot of really fun things planned and even the partners that we have already are, are pretty impactful and that's what matters most to Inkbox and how they've been able to grow up. So we're, we're just bringing that into Web3. But thanks so much for, for your time as well. This was really fun and cool to hear about the golf project as well. I've never played, so maybe it's a day one that we try. But yeah, thanks so much for your time. Yeah, thank thanks you. For coming on. Appreciate it. Yeah, thanks. Looking forward to minting. All right, thanks, everybody. Um, like, retweet, uh, subscribe, share text it to your family, share the everything we have. And um, yeah, we'll see you next week. I'll play yeah, us. One, uh, one last shout out for me from uh, the rug Dow. So there's a, a live vote going on for the um, Dow council uh, for the next 12 months. So if you guys are a part of the Dow and you hold um, Dow tokens, please go and vote uh, on snapshot. You can find that link in the rug radio discord that's right vote or i'm going to ban you from every community <laughs> every community you're in don't get on burn's bad side he, he runs all the communities every single one of them iron fist <laughs> so, all right no but for real vote um i've got my 12 tokens i still need to vote but i'm going to do that um probably in the next hour or so so yeah vote rebecca thank you again yeah, thanks, Rebecca. appreciate it good show can't wait to mint and I'll play yeah, a song with little J6. All right, let's go. Let's go. It's like we just sit here awkwardly and listen. To you. What do you do? Yeah. You know, I'm going to leave. You kind of do one of these. I just like the song. All right. Thanks, everybody. See you next time. Thank you. I just I just uh closed instead of ending the broadcast so now I'll end the broadcast thanks everybody